The following audio-supported podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please speak with your healthcare professional before making any treatment decisions. The guests on today's show were paid to participate in this podcast. What's up, Cheat Codes listeners? It's me, Dr. Z. And me, Dr. C. Dr. C, how you been? How's your summer? It's good. It's good. How about you, Dr. Z? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Fired up. Fired up. There's a lot going on in Sickle Cell. There's lots of good news. A lot of good news. A lot of fun things. I'm super, super excited about the topic we have on deck today. Yeah, it's a huge topic. I'm so excited about the guests, too. I hear about Cayenne Wellness all the time. Been hearing about them for years. It's taken us too long to have them on the podcast, but so excited to have them on today. And sickle cell is huge, but even bigger affected population is people who have sickle cell trait. Right. And a lot of people don't know they have sickle cell trait. They don't know what it means or what the effect is. So I'm so excited to hear what they're doing at Cayenne about this. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think just as you're saying, that sickle cell community is 100,000 people that we think of in the U.S. That sickle cell trait community is almost 3 million. So this is really a huge undertaking. Super excited to hear what Cayenne Wellness has to share with us today. We're going to have Dr. Carolyn Rowley and Al Cole, no strangers to the sickle cell community, but super, super excited to have them on. Do we have your permission to get to it, Dr. C? Let's hit it. Let's roll. I'm excited that we continue our streak of bringing in powerhouse guests after powerhouse guests. And today we've got two really good ones. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the two individuals who've joined us today on Cheat Codes are not strangers to the sickle cell community, certainly, and are celebrities, really, in their own right. So I would not be able to do justice in telling their story or introducing them appropriately and adequately. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves and I should say reintroduce themselves to our listeners today. We've got Dr. Carolyn Rowley and Elle Cole from Cayenne Wellness Center joining us today. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Nice to be here. So why don't you go ahead, Dr. Rowley, and remind the community a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone. My name is Dr. Carolyn Rowley, Executive Director and Founder here at Cayenne Wellness Center, where we take care of persons diagnosed with sickle cell disease throughout the entire state of California. And we do that through our compassionate CHWs who are located regionally throughout the entire state. And so they're the face of our organization. They're the ones that the warriors and the caregivers meet for the first time. And I'm really happy to say that we're able to provide care coordinated services, such as transportation. We also launched a mental health and wellness initiative back in April of last year, and that's going well. We also have what we call CAP, which is a client assistance program. Things get tight sometimes, and so people need help with whether it's utilities or rental assistance and sometimes even medical devices. So we're able to do that. Been doing this for over 23 years, namely because it interests me because I'm also an adult person with sickle cell disease. So I've been doing this, living with this my entire life and having an interest professionally for over 23 years. Wow. 
there's just so much in that opening to unpack, and we're going to get into all of it. But let's hear from Miss Al, who's joined us as well. Thank you so much. I am super excited about today's conversation. I'm a caregiver. And so my journey in this community has been for about 14 years. I have fraternal twins. One of my twin daughters has sickle cell SS and the other one has sickle cell trait. And so as a parent, I have really just committed my life to making sure that other families understand sickle cell disease. And I do that through writing children's books about sickle cell. Basically, I wanted more materials to educate my children. And so I decided to publish them and share them with other families as well. And I also am joining you today in a new role, and that is as the marketing manager for Cayenne Wellness Center. And I also co-host the Caregiver Summit each year in November with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium. So I'm trying to give back to the community to make sure that caregivers are educated because I'm sure they're like me who came into this community really not knowing much, but having to learn along the way. And we find that we have to become experts as parents. So just like we educate the warriors, we need to educate the parents and the families so that they they know how to support their loved ones who are impacted by sickle cell disease. So that's just some of the things that I do. I love the community. They are a welcoming community and I'm grateful to be a part of it, even if it's under these circumstances, because once you're a part of the community, your passion explodes and it's so much to do, but it's so rewarding. And I definitely feel the impact. Yeah, I've got to say the community, the space is better for the fact that both of you are in it. Your contributions to the space are immense and really are unmeasurable. So thank you both for all you do. We could talk all day about your journeys as individuals who are caregivers or individuals with sickle cell disease, individuals who are helping keep the train on the track for other people walking through this really difficult journey. But today we've actually got a different mission in this episode, right? We want to talk about something that Cayenne Wellness has spent a lot of time operationalizing, figuring out, and is ready to launch from what I understand. And I want to hear a little bit about the Sickle Cell Trait Awareness Campaign that's being kicked off by you guys. Talk us through that. Or also known as STAC, <laughs> S-T-A-C, Sickle Cell Trade Awareness Campaign, California. Let's start from the beginning. So of all the things that we do, one thing that we are well known in this space for the educational things that we do. So we do a lot in terms of mini seminars, Arthur's Corner. We have an annual summit now one for Hispanics, so the Hispanic heritage, and the list goes on. It wasn't until one of our annual summits, which is held in September, and we have a session for sickle cell trait. And it wasn't until, this was quite a few years back, that Dr. Nake was talking about just the research and it came out, I had a question about, so what about newborn screening after the parents find out that their child has trait and or disease, but particularly trait, what happens then? And what about follow-up? So it was because of that, that my brain's always click, click, clicking. And I realized that I don't think anyone, although newborn screening 
was finalized in 2006 for all the states to participate, but I don't think anyone has a long-term plan for newborn screening beyond the letter. And that didn't seem right, and I wanted to know more. So I began a conversation with our program here in California and the Department of Public Health. And we had at least, it was for two years, and I still wasn't satisfied with how do we move forward? What can we do to help you to be able to have follow-up beyond the letter? And it wasn't satisfactory. So of course, my brain is clicking, thinking we have to be able to do something. And that's how that was born, seriously, was figuring out what can we do? Because it isn't that the state wasn't interested. I don't think anyone thought beyond that was the issue. And when we brought it up, so now that we're thinking that people need to know, my thought was these teenagers, these middle school, high school, and college age students, and they're exploring their sexuality, they probably are the ones that actually need to know right now if they have trait. So between birth and at that time, probably a safe zone, but still the parents may have forgotten that they received the letter. and may have put it in the drawer or in the file cabinet, but it was that age and the middle school, high school and college age students that was on my brain. How do we do this? How do we figure it out? So again, it took about four years of conversation and then strategic planning to be able to come up with Stack and then how we would do it as a public health campaign throughout California. And so it is a five-year public health campaign. We did launch this in January of this year. And our goal is just that, to inform, of course, the entire state over time, but mainly target that those particular students. We want them to know. And so I'll turn this over to Elle, but that's just how this was born with a question that no one could answer and conversations after a year, actually two years, with the state to be able to say that wasn't satisfactory and what do we do? Agios is a biopharmaceutical company that's fueled by connections with patient communities, healthcare professionals, patients, and each other. Building on these connections and the company's unmatched leadership in the field of cellular metabolism, Agios is pioneering therapies of genetically defined diseases a broad group of rare and more common diseases that are typically severe and life-threatening. Near-term, Agios is focusing on hemolytic and acquired anemias, including sickle cell disease, pyruvate kinase, or PK deficiency, and thalassemia. To learn more, visit agios.com. That's A-G-I-O-S dot com. So for me, I feel like I was that parent that didn't know whether I had sickle cell trait or not. I met my husband in college. And so when you shared the conversation about STAC with me, immediately 
it was something that was in my heart feeling. I felt like it was something that I had needed to do for a long time, educating others about sickle cell trait because there are so many families that are blindsided. Sometimes people receive misdiagnosis about their sickle cell trait status, and sometimes they're completely unaware. I'm the youngest of five, and in my family, I am the only person other than, of course, one of my parents who has sickle cell trait. And so it wasn't a conversation that we had as a family. A matter of fact, my daughter is the only person who has sickle cell disease that I know of in my entire family, and we have a large family. And so sometimes it is something that will run in families, but that's not always the case. And for me, that certainly isn't the case. And when we were going to about my 20th week appointment, that's when the OBGYN said to my husband and I, we need to test you both. And that came as a surprise to me. So when she tested us, she told us that we both had sickle cell trait. I really had never heard of the term sickle cell trait prior to that appointment. And so after that, I just had a fire that kind of lit inside me that told me I needed to learn more. And she said in that appointment, she said, your child has one in four chance of having sickle cell disease. And she said, you're carrying twins, so it's a possibility that both of them could have sickle cell disease, one of them or none of them. And so it was really just a learning experience over time. But when we had that newborn screening that was done in the hospital, we received an initial report at the hospital saying she tested positive, but it wasn't until three months later that we received a letter from the health department that said, your child has sickle cell SS, you need to find a hematologist. And I was like, I hadn't even heard of a hematologist at that point. And so it was all of this weight, no real counseling, no real conversations. It was a cold experience and I felt like it was inadequate. So when I joined this team, I knew that more substance could be provided, more direction and a warmer experience because it's so hands off. You don't really see how important it is. But because I'm a part of this community, I know that what you don't know can hurt you or your offspring. So it really has changed the way I move in the world. And I'm grateful that this program is really letting people know that there are risks that are possible and also that it's important because I feel like the importance of it just has been taken out of the equation. And with STAT, we're putting it back on the table as a conversation that needs to be open, comfortable, that we have with all people. I really want sickle cell trait to be something that isn't an unheard phrase, that it's something that people know immediately what you're talking about. Yeah, this is so important and not surprised that California and Cayenne are leading the way on this, but it's really needed because you know, we had many patients in our clinic who we'd talk to the parents and they would say, my mom said somebody had sickle cell trait, but she wasn't sure if it was me or my sister. Or they'd say, you know, I somebody told me that, but then I forgot about it. And work from Dr. Nayak, who you mentioned, and others are showing is it's not just about your children might get sickle cell. There's also health risks associated with sickle cell trait. And some of those are 
may be overblown, but some of them are really important and there's things you can do about it. And I think Cayenne is a great group to lead education on this and really provide an example for the rest of us on how to work on this because there are so many people affected with sickle cell trait. And thank you, Dr. C, because I wanted to say, so what's interesting, this is in California. We're starting with California, but of course it won't stop with California. So the goal actual is for it to be national. And there are so many states that are wanting to start now and we're saying, hey, give us a moment to get through the first nine months to a year so that we can actually package it and then share how they then can also do what we do. So it's really important because it's not just for, you know, I mentioned middle school, high school, and college age students, but also the athlete. And so we also want to reach out to the coaches and have them be aware, and we know why, in terms of overexertion, wanting to make sure that they allow their players to hydrate. So this is coming at a time when we really just want to educate and become aware that do you know your trait status? That's pretty much what it is going to be. Do you know your trait status? People should be talking about that and for it to not be so foreign and for it not to be something that you shy away from, but that people start talking. Part of our campaign as well are for people who are dating. And one of our flyers that we have is for athletes and the other one is for people who are dating. And it captures that as well. We want young people to be talking about it so that if you hook up with someone, you should say, do you know your trait status? You should know your own as well. So we want that conversation to continue for the next five years and beyond. So this is what we're pushing for and also for this to become national as well. It's amazing and it's so needed. Certainly this is just as, as Dr. C was saying, this is exactly what we would expect from Cayenne and from you, Dr. Riley, this type of aspirational, ambitious undertaking. So thank you. But you know, I've got to say, this sounds like a really big ordeal. And I can only imagine how much planning has gone into this, how much thought has gone into this. And I'm sure in your mind, you've laid out the framework of how you're going to make this happen. What does that look like? How are you thinking about this in the short term? How are you thinking about this in the long term? And how long is it going to be before this is that national program that multiple people can take advantage of? Walk us through that thought process. Sure. So the five-year plan that Dr. Raleigh has mentioned is broken down into five phases. That first phase is all about brand awareness, letting people know we exist, what we offer. It's also connecting with teens through a focus group and really creating that toolkit, making sure that the materials that we share with the students and athletes are pretty robust and that it lends towards retention because just to share the message is not the whole story. We need them to remember it and know how to apply what they're learning. The phase two portion is all about academic awareness. So it's literally us taking that goal and all of our hard work and going into the schools, connecting with 
athletic teams connecting with teachers like science teachers and health teachers and really talking about it, making sure it's an open conversation and facilitating workshops. And that's really where other people come in. We need ambassadors to help us go into the schools, share their personal stories. Maybe they are a warrior themselves. They could be a person with sickle cell trait or have a family member with sickle cell trait, but they know and recognize the importance of this conversation and they're willing to do something about it. And we're doing a call for ambassadors right now because it's important. And what's so great about this is even when we're going into the schools, we'll have a partnership potentially where the students will have an opportunity to learn their sickle cell trait status. So it's not just talk, it's not just on paper, we're making it very practical where they can get tested and know what their trait status is. That third phase is public awareness. So that's when we're starting to branch out and make sure that we have posters. The posters really start with the brand awareness phase, but we're gonna take the posters a step further and do bus wraps, a really large advertising campaign that will focus the first immediately it's going to focus in California, but we're going to move that into the fourth phase. That's the nationwide awareness phase where we advertise and bring this workshop and this program to states all across the United States. That fifth year is really evaluating the impact. So we have all of these lofty goals, but we also have to take time to analyze what has worked, what do we need to tweet, how can we make this program better, and how do we want it to live on, what impact has it had. And so our goal ultimately is to really reach 25 million people. And of course, we would like to surpass that, but that is our initial goal. And I think if we join together as a community, we can meet that goal. And so that's really what those five phases look like in a general overview. And I want to also add that because we're asking people, do they know their trait status? We're working to make sure that we partner with a lab. So we're working right now to partner with LabCorp. So that way on the website, we make it that much easier that they want to find out. They can just go in for free to them to get the hemoglobin electrophoresis and the CBC to be able to find out their trait status. So that's the other goal also is on the website to find the nearest lab to go and get tested. And then we will also have a genetic counselor. So LabCorp also has genetic counselors and we wanna be able to offer that to them for those that would like it. So that's also what we're attempting to do these first six months is to get that account set. I wanted to say that genetic counseling portion is huge because we want people to understand that you're not alone in this knowledge about finding out your trait status because for some people, it can be life shattering finding out that they or their partner, their child has sickle cell trait. For us, we've learned to live with this knowledge, but for other people, sometimes it's very heavy on their hearts. And so having trained counselors to discuss the results is very important to us. 
This is such a huge, ambitious project, getting to 25 million people. And I would have a hard time getting a genetic counselor to my clinic, let alone to everyone who needs it in California. Kudos to you guys. And I'm so excited to see how this turns out. And hopefully it's across the country. I know that in our community, in the sickle cell community, it's hard to move things forward without the right people around you. So I'm curious to hear from you guys about how that looks for Stack. Who are you working with? Are you working with sickle cell patients? Are you working with sickle cell physicians? Are you working with other patient advocates? How does that sort of team look for you as far as the engine that's going to push this to the finish line? When we began, our conversation began with the state. And so we did want to involve them. And so they were part of the I would say our advisory group, every moved forward. We also wanted, as always, in terms of how we do it, we involve those people who are affected. So for the advisory group, when we began, we actually had a meeting with the state person, Department of Public Health person, a couple of persons with trait. I think there was Ferran as well, and L. And we wanted persons, I think we had Dr. Tamir Austin. I'm just now remembering all the people that we reached out to, to be able to help us formulate this and put this together. So we did reach out to the community to be able to come to these meetings as we formulated this. As we move forward, and I'm mentioning again that we're focusing on schools. So our first launch was targeted through the Department of Education and getting that spreadsheet. So the first launch was an email blast to the schools. And so that's about 40,000, both public school and private schools. And then we also think there's about a thousand, if I'm not mistaken, colleges across California. So that was the first push. And then we'll go a little bit deeper in terms of then the school districts. So then reaching out to the school districts and then we'll go a little bit deeper and reach out to individual schools. So the goal, as Elle mentioned, is to be able to put our information out so that when we get to the next level, which will be coming this fall, we want to do a pilot of going into the schools. We're developing a curriculum right now, both for the ambassadors, so we're gonna train them, and also for the ambassadors to go in and do their talks to the schools, to the students. So that's gonna actually happen this year. So we wanna involve the schools, but we can't do this without our community. So the caregivers, those with sickle cell disease, their family, not just the schools. We've also, this is another added thing that I'm really happy about. So we're involving the federally qualified health centers, FQHCs. So there's, in California, I think we have the largest, we have 2,267 FQHCs. All of them are going to get our flyers on stack. And what we're asking them to do is put not only the flyers there, but the posters so that we just don't know who's going to see it when they go. But that's another way that we're making aware stack. So we're involving the FQHCs as well. One of the aspects that you didn't talk about in terms of on the people on the advisory board was there are a couple Black Panthers because this initiative was one that the Black Panther Party held near and dear to their heart. And so we have two educate their educators now and they are on the advisory board. 
also sharing their knowledge about sickle cell trait so that we can educate the public. So it's really different types of people on all fronts. And I will say that one of the persons who is helping us develop the curriculum for the students is a president of an organization who had a family member who had sickle cell disease. So every single aspect is someone who has been touched by sickle cell. So it's not just book knowledge, it is a direct connection. So the empathy is there, the compassion, the understanding, which really makes a difference. I absolutely love that. I think your approach to this is remarkable. Hats off to the organization for driving this. We may have individuals listening to this that are going to say, how do we keep up with what's happening with Stack? What's the best way for them to get information about what's going on and what the updates are? Yes. So we have a website and it is stack-california.org. So that's S-T-A-C-California.org. So you can go there at the very bottom. You can share your sickle cell trait story or your warrior story. You can also become an ambassador. And so, like I said earlier, we're doing a call for ambassadors. And so if you are listening and you feel like this campaign really resonates with you, reach out to us, join our our newsletter to sign up for updates, to hear about what's happening next, and sign up to be an ambassador so that you learn how to effectively share your story with others. So those are just some of the ways that they can directly be involved and learn more. We also have social media pages. So Stack California on Instagram and Facebook, We're also on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. And so we invite people to follow along, follow our pages, see what we're doing, and we're educating the public. So reshare the information that we're sharing with you. That's great. I'm old enough that I had to be dragged kicking and screaming into social media by Dr. Z. But I, I love your children's books, and I think that's such an innovative way to reach kids. And with your target being adolescents, I imagine they get most of their information from social media. Are you taking your information and putting it on there or do you have specific social media approaches? If you've developed a TikTok dance for sickle cell trait or something. So we don't have a dance yet. (laughs) Hopefully it'll come one day. But right now we're just educating with dispelling myths, sharing general knowledge, letting people know about the hope that they find out whether or not they have sickle cell trait. You know, know your status. That Do you know your status is our official theme this year. And so we are sharing that across the board. And so, yes, right now we have a particular strategy for social media, but as time goes on, it will change. Right now we're in the development phase of the curriculum, but So far, we're just sharing certain people who are notable, who have sickle cell trait, who have publicly shared their story, how that has impacted their lives. Those are some of the things that we share on social media. And then also, too, we have stat gear as well. Ooh, fun. So you can buy a T-shirt. You can wear a hat, a beanie. I love that. I love gear. We're definitely going to have to check that out. 
I know what Dr. Z is getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, this has been just a phenomenal session with you both. I've got to say, you already were making a tremendous impact on this community of 100,000 individuals with sickle cell disease in the U.S. And now you're expanding that community to almost... 3 million people with sickle cell trait in the U.S. There's no words to describe that kind of impact. So 10 years from now, Dr. Rowley, I'm going to give you final thoughts here. 10 years from now, when people are talking about Stack, what would you like them to be saying about it? Thank you for that question. I want them to say, wow, why did it take so long? And we're so glad that it's here. And I've been able to make informed decisions. It has helped my family tremendously. And if I can just say one thing that comes to mind. So this is a person who the aunt is one of nine children. She has trait, her sisters and brothers of the nine, about four of them have the disease and about four of them have the trait and one has regular hemoglobin. She was not aware. She didn't even know how, she says, how did that happen? And she's an older person. And I'm assisting both her niece and nephew. And the family does not know how it came about. They didn't know. She says, so what does that mean? Did my mom have it or my dad? I said, both, both your mom and your dad. And they didn't know back in the day. And they had nine children. And your brothers and sisters are having children. So I'm going to use what she said. This is a long time coming. Thank you, because she, as an older person, was not aware at all as to who had it in the family. They just thought it occurred and maybe just one person had it. So she wants to make sure that her 10 grandchildren understand and know what sickle cell disease is and trait. And she wants them to be educated and informed. I'm glad that it came now and that families like this one are finally going to be able to have a light bulb come on and finally have some idea of what's going on. Cause she didn't, she had no idea. She had no idea. Wow. And she said, thank you. I think that's what I want to see is that more people have unlocked something in their family that they just didn't know existed. Amazing. As always, we remain indebted to the service that Cayenne Wellness provides to this community. Thank you so much for everything Cayenne Wellness does and stands for. I've got one final thing before we leave. You got to give me the background on why you're called Cayenne Wellness. That's been a burning question oh, for me. It has? <laughs> it's interesting. So the bottom line is I'm plant-based and I cook very well. I actually intended to open a restaurant called Cayenne Restaurant wow. as well. So you can probably imagine, where's that coming from? I put cayenne pepper on every single thing that I eat, wow. except for my vegan ice cream. If I'm making corn-free cornbread, there's cayenne pepper in it, and no one knows that. And because cayenne has a lot of vitamin C, it has a lot of medicinal purposes, it's very healthy. And that's where it came from is of all the different spices, I use cayenne in practically everything and it's healthy. And that's why, that's where it came from. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Dr. Raleigh L, thank you both tremendously for spending time with us on Cheat Codes today. We, 
you are welcome back on Cheat Codes anytime. We would love to get an update on Stack in the near future and our best wishes and good luck to you in this huge endeavor. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. C, it brings me so much energy and just gratitude, honestly, that there are people like those at Cayenne Wellness, like Dr. Rowley and Elle, who are really meaningfully making impacts in the lives of individuals with sickle cell disease and now individuals living with sickle cell trait. Yeah, this is such important work. And Dr. Rowley talked about that family of nine and the person she was talking to who said, thank you. And I just echo that. This is such important work and thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited already to see where this goes and I'm so excited to get our next update and hopefully all of the listeners will go and check out Stack's social media, go to their website, buy some merch. I think this is an effort that deserves all the support it can get. That ambassador program looks awesome. It's such a, they have a five-year plan and it's such a well thought out process. And I think it's a huge education undertaking and they're the people to do it. They do a great job of this and they can figure out the best way to do this. And then hopefully the rest of us can follow and expand on what they do and absolutely really educate everyone with sickle cell trait. Absolutely. With that being said, hey, if you guys know somebody who would have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share, follow, subscribe to the podcast. As always, you can follow me at Dr. Z Sickle Cell. And me at Imagineer. It's been fun, and we are looking forward to the next episode we get to bring to you guys. With that being said, keep doing awesome stuff, keep living well with sickle cell, and we'll catch them next time, right, Dr. C? Yep, see you soon. Peace.